kung pumasok sa masters na gusto ko lang matapos to kasi for uh, whatever reason outside of you know producing knowledge doing research or working in the academy posibleng magulat sila sa workload or sa expectation in terms of the effort you put in talagang you might come to a point na i-question mo uh, sarili mo if it's really for you kasi it can be really difficult Hello, my name is Rene. Welcome to Academic Site PH. This is a podcast hosted by myself and my friend Darren, uh, wherein we talk about all things about psychology, uh, both as a discipline and a science, especially in the Philippine context. Good evening, Pre. Musta? Ito, surviving. How are you? <laughs> okay, naman. Uh, nagkaroon kami ng infection dito sa household. Uh, thankfully. Mild lang ang aming mga ang aming mga cases. Kayo naman diyan sa bahay, uh, kamusta kayo? Uh, fortunately, kami ng wife ko, hindi kami na-infect. Pero yung mga relatives namin na-infect din. Uh, pero yung recent infections, mga mild naman. Uh, and yes. the good thing, everybody is vaccinated. So I think uh, uh, nakatulong din yun. Mabuti nga at uh, mataas na ang vaccination rate natin no dito sa especially in NCR and neighboring uh, provinces no and hopefully uh, dahil dito soon enough makakabalik tayo sa face-to-face classes natin ikaw ba kung sakaling bumalik sa face-to-face uh, classes ang, ang alam ko nag-aaral ka pa rin ngayon no you're you're still enrolled in in UP Diliman uh, do you still have courses uh, taking right now all right now i'm in my ano na candidature na for my PhD So I'm waiting for my uh, mentor yung for his feedback on my uh, final draft of the paper and hopefully I could uh, defend my dissertation this semester na sa UP Diliman hopefully <laughs> and that that's Ayan. good to hear gaano ba katagal lang ano ang uh, PhD mo how how long have you been enrolled <laughs> ang ang dinig ko uh, ladderized program tama ba ang ang tinuro yes. mo for masters diretso sa PhD uh, Well, kasi ang isang isang reality sa PhD program ko, and I guess PhD program ng maraming Pilipino, ay we take our PhDs while having full-time job. Sometimes, many part-time jobs. So, parang part-time lang lagi yung master's, PhD. Kaya yung year tumatagal. Kasi instead of finishing courses in a, in a term, tumatagal eh. Hindi mo yun nakukuha ng isang bagsakan. My PhD started in 2016. It's now 2022. So six years na ako nag- Oh, matagal na. Oh, uh, and nakaladder program pa ako. If I were not in the ladder program, perhaps mas matagal pa. Yeah, it could have been extended. Uh, mas mahaba pa. Kaya ako natanong din kasi paminsan isa sa mga curiosity ko ay kung ano ba yung mga motivation ng mga estudyante sa pag-enroll sa graduate school. Maraming mga memes sa social uh, sa social media describing, you know, uh, taking masters or taking PhDs, especially PhD as something that is very challenging paminsan parang pinagtatawanan na lang, parang nagiging meme na lang na yung hirap na pinagdadanasan ng mga estudyante uh, in taking graduate courses. So, I'm interested na to know kung ano ba yung mga um, motivations ng mga estudyante. Ikaw, on your end, ano yung naging motivation mo why you took up grad school? Well, nung nag-take ako ng master's degree, wala akong malinaw na career plan. Ang motivation ko lang is just to have a degree. Kasi uh, during that time, na-realize ko na parang master's is the new college degree. Mm-hmm. Dahil noong unang panahon, konti yung college graduate. So may premium pag-graduate ka ng college. Pero when I graduated in college, na-realize ko after quite some time na parang dami ng college graduate, wala ka ng edge. So I just wanted to have a degree. And I think marami ring Pilipino, mga kababayan natin na ganun din yung take sa pagkuha ng advanced degrees, ng postgraduate degrees. Parang out of necessity. Or yung iba siguro gusto lang nilang ma-promote. And part siya requirements ng promotion. Sa akin, very similar din no, yung, yung experience ko no, in terms of my motivation. Ako naman, practical din. Uh, primarily, I wanted to teach no, at para makapagturo ko na kailangan mo ng master's degree. But I was never really cognizant no, of 
kung ano ba yung pinapasukan ko. Uh, parang mas nakatuon ako doon sa uh, end goal, no? pero hindi masyado doon sa proseso. Uh, especially nung nasa masters ako, no? uh, which I think, I feel that uh, there are some opportunities that I've missed no? because I wasn't really serious no? in terms of the process and in terms of the learning. And I was just more interested in the in the degree itself. Medyo nagbago na lang yung pananaw ko no nag PhD na. So medyo naliwanagan ako what pursuing a PhD is for and ano ba yung mga opportunities no and responsibilities of a PhD uh, a PhD student no. And so it's interesting no aside from yung mga typical motivations katulad ng meron tayo, ano pa kaya no are there other possible motivations and what are possible life stories of no some of our colleagues who also took graduate school uh, but might have a slightly different perspective no? or might have uh, a slightly different uh, set of motivations when they took up their master's degree no? uh, and PhD. Yeah, samang-tama yung guest natin ngayon. Ang ating colleague na si uh, Dr. Mary Daganso uh, who finished her uh, PhD in uh, University of Macau, I think. She will talk more about her background at uh, share niya sa atin yung kanyang experience ng postgraduate studies in the Philippines and abroad. Okay, so uh, let's call her in. Uh, good evening, Mary. Hi, Rene and Darren. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, first time ni Mary sa ganitong klaseng uh, platform. Uh, si Mary, medyo, medyo, may pagkamahiyain ka ba, Mary? Or uh, would, you, would you characterize yourself as somebody who is shy or medyo mahiyain? I don't know. Parang continuum naman siya, di ba? Yeah. I wouldn't initiate in, in a, if I'm new to a group. Usually, I just observe. Parang observe lang, tapos magre-react. But I wouldn't volunteer you know, sharing information or kwento. Usually, makikinig lang ako until I'm comfortable enough. But preferably smaller groups. So, Mary, can you give us a bit of a background about uh, yourself, your work, uh, and possibly the research that you're doing? I'm, well, you know my name, Mary. My area of research is in developmental psychology or I would say more of human development. Well, I'm teaching now as associate professor sa Lasal and uh, returning from a short stint in Malaysia. And before that, I was doing my PhD in Macau. Aside from teaching, what are other projects that you are currently involved in? Mainly mga collaborative research projects, um, either with colleagues, uh, other uh, professors in La Salle, or outside um, in other universities, usually abroad. So I had a project uh, with University of Sussex, um, did data collection for them and uh, right now data is available for us to work on it so hopefully in the coming months i get the chance to work on the data because it's a cr- cross-cultural project okay. so your undergrad and the uh, masters are here in the philippines right yes yes uh, i had my undergrad in cebu from san carlos so i'm a carolinian and then my masters in ateneo so, nabanggit mo na you took your undergrad in Cebu, right? Yes. Pero hindi ka from Cebu. You're from Samar. Samar, yes. So, uh, can you talk about um, growing up in Samar? When I say, oh, I'm from Samar, people would say, ah, sa late bayan. <laughs> so, essentially, that gives you an idea of like, I'm from a place where people don't even know where it is. It's not even considered a, you know, a region of its own. Anyway, I wouldn't say I'm from a disadvantage, parang ganon na parang ah, galing sa bundok, which was the impression. Actually, yun, I, I didn't feel I was missing out on anything, uh, even though na I lived, well, it's it's an agricultural area in a way, you'd say, because harap ng bahay namin are palayan. And I have to travel, I had to check earlier, ganun nga bakalayo, I've always been saying that our house is 24 kilometers from my school. Actually, it's about close to 30 kilometers <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's, I live in a small barangay na malayo from the, the usual uh, services and amenities and uh, the life that we experience here in Metro Manila. Sobrang layo niya. Um, but when you are in that kind of life, parang, and you don't know anything better, it was, it was, it was good. It was a happy life. It was okay. Uh, it's just that, 
yun nga, may mga challenges ng NPA or malayo yung travel. So, I was really, I was really skinny pagkabata ko na as in super, para kong hanger na yung uniform ko parang as in super loose sa akin kasi sobrang payat ko. Dahil I am guessing it's because of all the travel required. Every day I had to travel, wake up around 4 or 5 a.m. And then travel to go to school and then uwi ng bahay mga ano na, 7 or 8 p.m. And in my primary and high school, I was really active with extracurricular activity. Kaya even then, I was already traveling locally. In a way, parang prelude na yun siya sa kind of life that I'm living now, that I'm constantly moving from one place to another or traveling. How would you characterize yourself as a student when you were in elementary and uh, high school? Ikaw ba ang tipo na nasa row one? Uh, are you the row one uh, kind of student or uh, row four type of student? Uh, that, that's an interesting, ano no, na I, I know the assumption is that kung nasa row one, yun yung mga um, nakikinig, parang overachiever. But the thing is, grade school, nag-start akong makapasok sa honor roll. For some reason, nilalagay kami sa likod, which is weird. Mga, parang mga belief dati na nakaspe, na, nasa likod kami ng ever. So, may special row kami. E malabo mata ko. <laughs> At hindi pa ako nagla-glasses, no? So, medyo mahirap siya. But uh, anyway, hindi ako nasa front. Parang nasa ano lang. Nasa middle. Gusto ko yung nasa middle. Ayoko nasa harap ako. Not because natatakot, pero I think it was more of like just what was comfortable for me to see. As a student, really, I was... I wouldn't say na overachiever, but I like engaging in a lot of extracurricular activities. Parang ang dami kong sinasalihan. Sayaw, mga speaking, mga debate, or mga quizzes. Palagi akong sumasali. Pero yung ayaw na ayaw ko yung nag-aaral. <laughs> yung as in the academics. Gusto ko na maraming sinasalihan na extracurricular kasi excused kami from the classes. And then, nung nag-college ka, you transferred from Samar to Cebu. I have a couple of questions. Number one, why Cebu? Why University of San Carlos? And then finally, why psychology? Answer sa first two, why, San Car- why Cebu? Why University of San Carlos? Because doon din nag-aaral yung parents ko. Parang yun na, parang the choice was limited din sa kung saan sila nag-aaral. Hindi naman nila outright sinabi na sa San Carlos, pero automatic na... Ah, syempre, sila nagpa-fund na nag-process ng admission. Doon ka agad dinala. Doon sila nag-process, ganun. Also, in addition to that, maraming fr- from from Samar, marami din pumupunta ng Cebu and specifically University of San Carlos kasi yun naman yung tinitingala as the best school naman pagdating doon sa Cebu. And I'm really happy uh, being educated there. And in terms of bakit, psychology. Uh, yun din yung sa, tatanungin ko sa younger self ko, bakit sinulat mo psychology? Kasi wala naman talaga akong plano. Um, to be honest, uh, I was really aiming for anything in line with computer engineering or computer programming or architecture. Kasi my sister is uh, an interior designer. So sabi ko, ate, hindi naman ako, yung talent ko parang not as good as you when it comes to the arts pero in terms of yung thinking ko na mathematical or yung pagiging rational i think more of ano uh, akong architect to your interior designer para business tayo parang ganun yung idea ko and i applied to a different university for that syempre yung popular na sabi yun yung pinaka magandang school so i applied UP Diliman tanggap pero ayaw naman ng parents ko. Of course, sila nagpaparo so anong decision nila? Yun na lang sinunod. So, bakit napunta sa psychology? Kasi nga, one of my extracurricular activity was being a peer counselor. Kahit peer counselor ako, wala akong idea ng psychology. Alam ko lang, tumutulong kami. Tumatambay ako sa guidance office during my break time. Tapos, masayang kasama yung guidance counselor namin kung ano-anong ginagawa ko uh, to assist her sa office. When it was time to submit the form, wala pa akong ibang masulat kasi parang sa application meron kang uh, plan A, plan B, plan C. Sabi ko, anong susulat ko sa plan B ko? So, tinanong ko siya, anong course mo, miss? Psychology. Ah, sige, psychology. Tapos pagkatapos, anong ginagawa sa psychology? Tapos ko na submit yung form ko. So, yun. 
later na lang inintindi ko, ano nga ba itong pinasukan ko? Anong magiging trabaho ko after? Pero okay naman. I learned to love the course. Parang no regrets, ganun. Meron ako sa teacher na nagsabi na, yung undergraduate degree daw natin, maring hindi tayo yung nag-decide. Kasi kagaya ng sabi ni Mary, sometimes decision niya nang nagpaaral sa atin. Pero yung graduate degree mo, most probably decision mo na yun. At kanina, pinag-uusapan namin na rin eh, yung motivations sa graduate study. So ikaw, Mary, ano ang motivation mo for pursuing graduate school? Uh, kasi di ba, sa, sa undergrad na courses, that's when I realized, oh, etong course na to gusto ko. Ito parang hindi masyado. And also, I think during my undergrad, uh, exposed sa mga research, sa uh, journal articles, mga courses, palaging journal articles. So, doon ako na-exposed sa research work and na parang, ay, gusto kong mag-produce ng knowledge din. Ay, gusto kong ganitong kind of research. It wasn't um, necessarily developmental psychology. Basta, in my mind, gusto ko yung ganong klaseng work na hala someday magpa-publish din ako. And then, the thesis that I did for the undergrad, super na-enjoy ko yon. na gusto kong gawin to ulit. And then, na-try muna ako ng human resources, HR na work. Hindi ako naging masaya. So, parang na-set ko na mind ko na gusto kong magturo, gusto kong mag-research and to do that based on sa nakita ko from my teachers sa undergrad na ah, kailangan pala mag-masters. So, kailangan kong mag-masters ako. So, yun, uh, nag-apply ako and yeah, yung developmental, ano yun, that's a product of personal experience na parang something in my experience growing up, I know from my basic introduction to developmental psych na, ah, okay, uh, this is likely the field that I'd want to work in given kung ano yung motivation ko. Kasi I know naman in myself na wala sa clinical yung interest ko. And so yun, I had to check the different uh, programs offered dito sa Manila at chinek ko yung content ng courses. Kasi even if they, let's say, nag-offer ng developmental site, pero yung coverage, iba yung focus. So tinignan ko yung focus and so far yung nagtugba sa interest ko was yung uh, human development track ng sa Ateneo. So you took your uh, master's in uh, Ateneo. Can you tell us a bit about your experience? And I'm sure that uh, those who are probably watching who are you know, interested in applying to a master's program or are currently enrolled in a master's program, they might be interested in terms of what to expect. So maybe you can share some of your experiences, particularly uh, in terms of what you think are the challenges that one might expect in enrolling in such a program. Nung nag-masters ako, yung human development kasi, it's not really a popular track. Most ng mga classmates ko nasa clinical or counseling site. Yung challenge na dahil sa, sa specific na track na pinili ko, very limited yung courses na available. Na ako, gusto ko sana matapos in two years, naging four years. Kasi yung na-offer lang na courses per term, dalawa-dalawa. So I think uh, one thing to consider is yun nga, availability of faculty in a certain department and also in terms of availability of the courses. Okay, But that was minimal, nagawa naman, okay naman, nakatapos pero four years then And I think expected na more challenging siya compared sa undergraduate. Dahil you're taking this level of education over and beyond what is expected for you, di ba? Minsan, tinatapos lang natin yung college kasi kailangan makatapos ka. Pero ito dapat, kung mag- nag-masters ka, wala nang nag-force sa'yo na mag-masters ka, pinili mo to. Dapat extra motivated ka. And I think, mas extra challenging din yung courses and yung expectations din ng mga teachers and professors is, ano na rin, level up na din. Given now, we know na... If nagtitake ka ng master's, uh, you are likely aiming for work in the academe or research or at least ganon for me. And therefore, you'd want those who enter to that field na mahasa nga. But of course, merong iba na, iba naman yung reasons. Kung pumasok sa master's na gusto ko lang matapos to kasi for uh, whatever reason outside of, you know, producing knowledge, doing research or working in the academe posibleng magulat sila sa workload or sa expectation in terms of the effort you put in. Okay? And I think yung doing well kasi sa master's, at least for me, it goes beyond achieving a certain grade. 
personally, I really don't care about my grade. I just work hard and that's it. I'm happy to receive a grade. So sa masters, parang yung ano ko, is that it's not so much whether mataas ang grade or not. As long as pumasa ako, that means I met the expectations of what it is to be at a graduate level. Wala nang hand-holding in a way. A lot of it dapat self-motivated ka and self-regulated then. In addition to that, in terms of the actual work that goes in pagiging master's level na student, you also have to balance then maybe other roles. Like a lot of my classmates, they were also working at the same time. So mabigat yan. Ako naman, I, I worked but with the department lang then. So I was... I was serving as research assistants uh, to a research lab and then also teacher assistant and also assistant to the assistants, administrative work. So that funded my master's. Nga. So apart from the challenge na mahirap na yung courses, higher na yung expectations, you also need to balance your other responsibilities in life. Nabanggit mo din kanina that you worked while you were uh, studying. Is, is this something that you you planned for? Kasi you you enrolled in Ateneo, alam natin na hindi naman ganun ka mura ang tuition sa Ateneo. So, was finance ever a concern when you decided to enroll in Ateneo? Kasi my my parents naman were willing to fund me considering na wala sila masyadong nagastos sa akin dahil nga sa scholarships from earlier years but I was also hoping na ano bang inisip ko at that time actually the thing with me is that I never really worry about money yun nga yung parang yung mindset ko darating din yan basta I'll just need to work but Parang na-timing lang talaga na yung secretary sinabihan ako, oh, na may opportunity you want. And I said, yes, I would really want na ma-fan ko yung sarili ko. And at that time, kasi syempre, ano na din, masters na, gusto ko na din na maging financially independent. And I took that opportunity. So, essentially, hindi siya na pinano ko talaga. But when the opportunity arise, I, I grabbed it right away. And luckily, yung position na yun, apart from meron akong monthly allowance, free tuition din siya. So, I didn't have to worry na I'm not earning enough to pay the full tuition kasi um, scholarship na talaga siya, um, extra monthly allowance. So, yun yung naging secretary ako ng secretaries. Assisting the department, um, helping out with the administrative, parang office support siya. I think maraming mga interesado na mag-take ng graduate school pero they're having difficulty you know, in terms of planning for their finances. Looking back, yun din ang isa sa mga dahilan I think no, kung bakit medyo na-delay ako sa pag-take ng uh, PhD. And on my end, finances were always a concern. Um, when I took my master's, one of my criteria for the school I would select would be yung tuition. So, naghanap ako ng uh, school that offers a prog- uh, the program for a very affordable tuition. No? Uh, and then, sa PhD naman, parang sabi ko sa sarili ko, bahala na, uh, I'll, I'll just enroll, uh, I'll borrow money. Uh, so that I can enroll for uh, one term and then let's see what happens. If I can't afford it anymore, then uh, I'll, I'll stop. No? Uh, and luckily, similar to you, meron din mga opportunities no, once I, I enter the program. And so luckily, meron din akong scholarship na nahanap. No? So I guess one important lesson that those who are planning to take graduate school but feel intimidated no, because of the expense is that there are many possible opportunities or side hustle that will allow you to support yourself to have that kind of education. So you just have to be resourceful. At talaga kailangan mo magtanong-tanong. In the case of Mary Sinwerte siya, no, kasi hindi siya ang nagtanong. No? Um, nagtanong sa kanya ang secretary if she likes. No? Just to add lang, talagang swerte na may scholarship. Otherwise, hindi ko yun ma-offer na kahit may extra soda. Kasi maliit lang din yun eh. That's why kahit na meron akong graduate assistantship yung tawag, GA, marami din akong other projects na mga research assistantship. Pag kinumbine yung mga, yung sweldo-sweldo ko na maliliit lang, it was enough to pay the rent. But the important thing is that, personally, I can live with very little. 
considering na yun yung biggest adjustment ko when I moved here na ang mahal ng cost of living dito. Na when I got here, parang hindi ako kumakain ng McDonald's dati sa Cebu kasi sobrang mahal na yan for me. Tapos pagdating dito, McDonald's lang yung na-afford ko. <laughs> kasi in the vicinity of Ateneo ang mamahal ng, ng food. Yeah. Sa DLSU, may mga scholarships no, na, na available. And I'm sure in other schools, no, those opportunities are, are very much available. So, when you took your master's degree, so formally, parang pumasok ka dun sa research in psychology, di ba? Mm-hmm. Na, na world. And then, you had uh, some challenges, but eventually, due to the opportunities that you had, talagang na-manage mo yung mga challenges na yun. Pero siyempre, pag pumapasok tayo sa mga field, we meet senior colleague na ahead sa atin sa ganung field. And in the academy, we know them as mentors. So sa iyo ba nagkaroon ng malaking role yung mentor sa yung graduate student life? Mabuti dahil na nasingit mo yan. Actually, in addition to the challenges, it was really challenging to be surrounded by these individuals na high achievement and they are in a position na parang ina-aspire ko. So, it was a challenge in a way na hindi siya difficulty but rather it was more of a challenge for me na oh gusto kong maging ganyan to be uh, where they are now so sila yung nag-serve na inspiration at the same time but challenging because parang internal siya na parang they're publishing this pero parang ang layo ko pa <laughs> ang layo ko pa sa katotohanan parang ganon but they are also the ones who in a way gave me the opportunity para I get the experience and the training to achieve whatever was my goal in mind, which was to be a researcher and to do meaningful research, applied research, ganon. So, uh, yung naging mentor ko sa master's, siya yung naging boss ko sa research laboratory. Uh, at the same time, siya yung naging mentor, as in thesis mentor then. But, Beyond my thesis work, she na talaga yung naging mentor na also opened the opportunity for me to go abroad. Kasi she din yung nag-introduce sa akin sa naging PhD mentor ko naman. So essentially, yung naging role nila for me was first they showed me what kind of work and impact I'd like to have. Naging model sila. At the same time, they are very generous people. They really raise you up. They provide the opportunities for me. So yung research lab, they, these are faculty members who establish research laboratories and allow the students to be part of the research team. And that's why, in fact, for me, yung best learning ko when it comes to statistics and when it comes to research methods was really coming from yung exposure ko dun from those research lab. Kasi hands-on talaga yon na in practice yung whatever we learn from research method dun na pra-practice ko talaga. And apart from that opportunity, that experience, sila din nag-open ng network for me, introducing us to job opportunities as well as to PhD abroad that help in my career advancement. And eto ngayon yung naging PhD advisor ko naman, uh, who continues to mentor me now. Siya yung palaging nagpupush sa akin, oh, eto may international award, mag-apply ka. Oh, eto may call for publication. Try mo yung work mo. Or pag may research project siya na, sige, para makapag-publish ka, uh, can you help me out? Would you be willing to help with this research paper? So, Ganon na parang bit by bit kung meron siyang opportunity na may offer, he offers. And that really helped me build my own CV. Uh, yung mga publications ko galing yun sa mga opportunities na in-offer niya. So yun. So they really are not just there to inspire but they really open doors. Hindi naman hand-holding all the time. But they were doing enough pushing and also the fact that they are really inspirational people na yun na din yung naging motivation na nakakahiya na hindi mag-perform kung yung supervisor mo nasa ganyang level. So yun. The way Mary describes her mentors parang, ano, parang blind item. Bigyan naman natin ng pangalan ang mga outstanding mentors na ito. Okay lang naman mag-name drop. Uh, mag-name drop dito <laughs> okay sa lang, podcast na ito. Shout out. Uh, so, shout out, Ma'am Lian. <laughs> yung sa master's ko sa atin eh, si Dr. Lian Alampay. 
yun, yun nga, yung PhD mentor ko was also her former mentor then graduate school mentor. So, pinapasapasa lang kami. Um, si, ano man, si Dr. Alan Bernardo. I guess matagintin yung pangalan niya sa psychology. So, I'm very proud to be his academic daughter. <laughs> Meron kaming ano yan, um, yung mga kaming naging studyante niya, we call ourselves academic siblings. So, may academic sibling ako si Ton Clemente. Hi, Ton! From UP. <laughs> so, ikaw ay technically acad- both an academic granddaughter and an academic daughter of Dr. Alan Bernardo. Yes, who is of yes. course our <laughs> our colleague at the Department of Psychology of PLSU. So you mentioned that you took your PhD abroad uh, University of Macau if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Can you talk uh-huh. a bit about that uh, perhaps there are some uh, who are taking their masters now who are planning to pursue PhD? Of course, I'm assuming that taking PhD uh, in the Philippines was also an option, but I was I'm also interested in why you took it elsewhere and can you describe what are some of the possible opportunities for filipinos who are taking their master's program now what are the opportunities for them to also get into programs abroad i think yung primary reasoning ko din na kung bakit abroad it's mainly parang dala na din ng fact na my mentors then galing din sa labas and I felt like na okay kung dun sila ng galing ng training dun ako sa source of parang knowledge in a way uh, but I know na there's of course uh, a different perspective if yung source of knowledge mo is from outside a different culture a different context as compared to here pero at that time really just seeing na dun sila nag PhD sa labas and seeing how they are like and so I wanted also to be okay parang ganun yung naging training nila kaya siguro sila ganyan which is whatever they were like is what I really aspired to be and so I thought okay might be good to be abroad as well and also just gusto ko din ma- matry yung buhay sa labas and as I mentioned diba galing ako sa Mar, Cebu, Manila so after Manila saan na? eh di labas na <laughs> ganun talaga yung trajectory diba but also yun nga uh, with regards to napunta ko ng Macau kasi andun yung nagkaroon ng opportunity I, I tried other universities unfortunately Fortunately, hindi ako nakakuha ng position for one reason or another. Hindi ko na meet yung nare-require nila. And it was also very difficult to find a program na gusto ko. Kasi most of na nakita kong programs is for clinical psychology or neuropsych. Medyo bibihira lang yung sa developmental psychology or human development. It's not that wala masyadong departments on that or nage-specialize, but rather walang PhD opportunities or openings. Kasi parang trabaho siya eh. Kailangan magkaroon ng opening for you to be able to apply. Kasi yung mga PhD sa US or sa um, Europe or mostly outside of the country, ano na siya? Palaging may scholarship. And yung scholarship, very limited. Mag-open lang sila ng slot kung merong funding. Usually, yung slot is one or two students lang. And minsan, yung year na yan, may, merong mag-open ng PhD. Pero yung supervisor, iba yung, ano niya, iba yung research area niya. Kasi once yung process kasi sa PhD, you have to have your own research interest, know your research interest, and maghanap ka ng supervisor na more or less yung area of work nila is within that field. Or at least, uh, they would be willing to work within your scope of interest then. Or ikaw yung mag-a-adjust. Pero ideal is, magpamatch kayo ng interest. Kasi part ng application is for you to write a research proposal. So from the start pa lang, dapat may match na kayo. Otherwise, it might not work. I have, I've had colleagues before na hindi nagtugma yung interest nila ng supervisor nila. So sobrang hirap makatapos pag ganyan. So anyway, yun. Limited yung opportunities kasi depende lang siya so, sa kung sino yung may funding. At the question is, magtutugma ba yung research interest ninyo? So far naman yung kay Prof Alan although nasa at the time galing siya ng cognitive psych diba tas naging eventually social psych yung research area niya when he opened for a call for students i guess he contacted 
his network which included my master's mentor tapos yung master's na mentor ko siya nagsabi na oy may opportunity kasi at that time I was actively applying to universities abroad anyway sinabi niya ah si Dr. Bernardo meron siyang funding and for a PhD student So I had to check para saan yung funding niya kasi may specific topic yung research funding na yon and whatever my thesis is should align with the general topic. So tugma naman which is in socioeconomic status. So eventually I got accepted. Tingin ko yung Philippine system ng graduate school mm-hmm. ay patterned after the US. So dito ang graduate school is you have to take so many courses mm-hmm. and then afterwards propose a thesis. So oh. very much ano siya, coursework, di ba? Mm-hmm. Puro coursework. Pero nung nag-apply ako sa yung sa mga US in-apply ko, I still had to present my yeah. research interest. Kasi nga you apply to a specific mentor. Mentor, yeah. Oo. So, Nag-move on na yung US. Yung Philippines, hindi pa rin nakamove on. <laughs> yung system ng graduate program mm-hmm. na iniwan nila. Yung mga ganong, ano, yung mga, yung ganong system na coursework, 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 then thesis. Pero sila, eventually, nag-develop na yung mga universities. And I guess, marami na rin research degrees sa US. Yun. US, Europe, uh, dito sa Asia, Hong Kong, Macau, perhaps even China, yung mga universities sa China. Ganun na sila. So, makaka-catch up bang ano Philippines? I think, well, I'm not sure if it's soon, but I think that's also the direction that the universities will uh, eventually take. No? In fact, there are some programs already in the LSU, like for example, history, meron na silang research track no, na, na PhD. No? Uh, and in fact, in our department, napag-uusapan na din yan uh, nasa pipeline. Pero kasi strength yan ang ano, education system. Kasi ang assumption ng research track, yung foundation mo, strong na. Uh-huh. To the point na pagdating mo sa graduate school, you can really propose. Parang may add lang na, not necessarily strong, pero parang personality-wise, kailangan masipag ka din. Na parang yung expectation is, kung ano yung hindi mo palam, dapat you'd have to be self-regulated and self-motivated nga to work on that. Kasi yun nga eh, hindi nga siya coursework-based. Talagang focus siya sa research. May konting coursework, pero parang two terms lang yata yung may classes kami. Baka yung K-12 curriculum, maging daan yun para yeah, ma-realize yeah. natin yung research degree type. Kasi ano na yun, grade 11 and 12, meron na silang research, right? Mm-hmm. So na-introduce na sila sa research, sa concept ng research. So pag nag-undergrad sila, syempre ma-upgrade din supposedly yung undergraduate education nila. Pushing dun sa master's. So pagdating dun sa PhD, possible na yung research degree. Oo. I think also, yun nga, yung, yung challenge din is in terms of yung culture around education, like how we view graduate education, na para saan siya? Is it just another achievement? Or, kasi for me, if uh, research PhD, it's really, parang trabaho na siya eh. It's another job. You're, it's already a job you're working to produce knowledge in a way. Na it's not about grade or anything. Na you want to so make sure na... It's not about na, lecture. Kasi parang nasa culture din siguro natin ng education system natin na pag sinabing learning required yung teaching. As in teaching, as in lecturing. As in, yung, yung professor ko, di naman nagtuturo yan. Ayun, oo. So ang pinagbumula nun, yung concept ng graduate education natin ay parang undergrad na important yung teaching at ang definition ng teaching is lecturing. So maraming, ano, maraming kailangang mabago. So, babalik doon sa question nga ng ano yun, nga, motivation. Expectation ano? setting. <laughs> uh, expectation setting and um, motivation. How do we view uh, graduate school? What is its purpose? And yung bang purpose niya, aligned ba doon yung personal motivation ng individual? So, maraming questioning and discussion na ang makakasagot niyan, yung mga higher education institutions natin. Sa atin, madaling pag-usapan ito eh kasi parang nasa position tayo na nakikita natin yung nangyayari abroad at nangyayari na locally, right? But there might be some people, kanakarinig ng podcast natin na hindi nila nakikita yung ganong situation. Hindi ganong kasilian sa kanila yung, yung mga ganong information. Well, anyway, can we ask the, the question about your personal realization when you took or maybe after you, you took your PhD? It's not for everyone. <laughs> I think sinabi ko na yan kanina. 
ayun nga, pagdating doon, nahirapan ako. I mean, even for me na sobrang motivated ko, I started questioning para sa akin nga ba to, Na ano ngayon, kung may PhD ako, parang feeling ko, hindi ko ma-achieve yung na-achieve na nila. For, for some reason, parang hindi yata to para sa akin, parang ganon. Although natapos ko naman siya eventually, after so many tears, <laughs> daming iyak. Ano siya, yun nga, even if sobrang motivated ka, talagang you might come to a point na i-question mo, uh, sarili mo, if it's really for you. Kasi it can be really difficult. I don't think meron akong kuling na sinabi na sobrang dali. I guess this feeling might be true whether na PhD mas abroad or dito. I think there's a point na talagang challenging siya. And I think it really helped na actually dun ko sa Macau na-realize na I need to balance my life. Nagkaroon ako ng life sa Macau in a way. Kasi ako sobra akong, nung masters ako parang puro trabaho, trabaho, trabaho. Kung hindi ako nag-aaral, I'm doing my research job or my graduate assistantship. So, wala akong masyadong life outside. Although, my friends naman ako. Pero pagdating sa Macau, parang I learned to kind of, ano ba, parang be less hard on myself if meron akong hindi na-achieve. Kasi, yun nga, parang may goals ako for myself and I might have set it far too high sa kaya ko. So, parang ano din siya, reality check. Every now and then, I have to check, eto pa ba yung goal ko? Kaya ko ba to? And then, pag feeling ko at that moment, hindi kaya, maybe, ano muna, chill muna sandali, be honest na you're not in the right mental state and it's good to have a good supervisor who is now a friend also, na parang, ay prof, parang hindi kaya, or I'm going through something, you just have to be honest, and then, hopefully, they give you some allowances naman, pero yun nga, parang always check on your mental health, kasi it can be very challenging, and narealize ko na, hindi ko kaya yung kaya nila, and narealize ko na, ah, sa research pala, what I really enjoyed, wasn't so much about publishing, but rather, From the research experience I've had so far, yung pinaka nag-enjoy ako was when I was in the field, when I was doing applied research, when I was working with non-government organization, really creating programs and so on. So when it was time for us to finalize my thesis, one of the questions that tinanong ni Prof sa akin was, ano mga ba yung gusto mong gawin after this? Kasi depending sa career goal mo, isiset natin yung type of research output that you will be doing sa thesis na to. He knows that I was more into like applied work, but I would still want to stay in the academe. And kung sa academe, am I aiming for US or more developed countries na yung education system, mataas din yung requirements. So if ganon, then dapat ganito yung maging output mo from your thesis. If you you want to go back to the Philippines, for instance, and you'd want to do more applied research, then ito naman yung magiging direction ng thesis output mo. It's not a change of topic, but rather the way I would write my thesis and what I would write after the thesis. So ganon na parang always have to ground yourself and think about after this, anong gagawin ko? Because what I'm doing right now should align with my future career goal. Otherwise, I might be pushing myself too hard or pushing myself too little for the requirements of my next steps in life. I hope I'm making sense. So having said that, Mary, I feel na malaman yung sinabi mo na PhD is not for everyone. So as parting words, for those who are contemplating, should I pursue PhD, what would you tell this person with the intention of helping her decide you know, whether or not they will pursue PhD or otherwise? I think one of the main questions really is, it always goes back to para saan siya? Ano yung end goal mo? And does that require a PhD? Kasi, well, it's an investment of your time and resources. And I think especially here sa Philippines, kung dito magpi-PhD, di ba, you still have to pay. Kung sa abroad naman, even if may scholarship ka, hopefully it might cover all of your living expenses, pero posible hindi. So it could still be quite expensive. 
So, you'd have to ask yourself, ano yung career goal mo? At kailangan nga ba yung PhD for that? Because, posible na, you might be interested in research. You can still do research work. And you can still do, let's say, let's say in my case, I could still work with non-government organizations and also be doing applied research without having a PhD. But in my case, I also wanted to teach. I wanted to be in the academe. And I also wanted to be able to teach students how to do proper research. And to be able to be in that position, I would need a PhD. And therefore, yun, uh, I think I really also wanted to learn from good mentors. How to be a good mentor myself as well. So more than just doing the research, uh, being a student, by being under good mentors, I was also learning how to be a good teacher, a good mentor myself. Parang always have the end in mind. Para saan siya? If it's just for a sense of achievement, it's possible that you will find difficulty motivating yourself when the going gets tough. And it will get tough. Really tough. I guess ang sunod na question, and this is directed to Darren and to you, Mary, uh, is how tough. Patapos na tayo sa podcast, no? pero ano ba yung mga flashbulb memories ninyo of your life as a PhD? No? I'll begin with my own experience. I took my PhD a couple of years back. Uh, dahil I took my PhD in the Philippines, marami kaming coursework. The coursework uh, is scheduled uh, from 6 to 9 in the evening. So from Manila, I have to travel to Cavite. I didn't have a car. So after ng 9 o'clock class ko, kakain ng isa o dalawang balot sa tapat ng lasal, maglalakad, mag-aabang ng bus. Pagsakay ng bus, siksikan, nakatayo, at kahit na sa difficult situation na yun, mapipilita ka pang magbukumuha ng photocopy ng article at magbasa dahil kailangan magbasa ng article habang nakatayo. When I was doing uh, my dissertation, it took me so long kasi yung motivation ko ay on and off and then I had full-time work to the point that I had you know, some mental health concerns. No? Siguro naman hindi completely attributed sa PhD writing pero I feel na nakadagdag din yun no, sa mga mental health concerns ko. No? So it can really be tough kung talagang hindi ka seryoso at you cannot regulate your own motivation. It will be very difficult for you to finish your PhD. Darren, ano iyong mga flashbulb memories? Ongoing pa pala Sorry. yung trauma kay Darren. <laughs> Oo, ongoing pa yung ano ko, thesis, PhD thesis, or dissertation. Pero sa, sa akin kasi na-enjoy ko yung discussion sa klase. Eh. Of course, it's not a surprise that I'm an extrovert, right? Na-enjoy ko yung discussion sa klas, na-enjoy ko yun. So, okay sa akin pumasok sa klas. From Lasal to UP, I take the, yung trains, LRT 1, LRT 2, hanggang andon parating sa katipunan and all that. So sa akin cool lahat 'yon. Ang nahihirapan ako kung nahihirapan ako magtrabaho kasi you know, I love my job pero I have to do it kasi on my own kung mag-aaral lang ako, I won't be able to finance myself. So 'yon, nahihirapan ako doon kasi parang I feel na mas may-enjoy ko pa siya. Kaya lang, hindi ko nakuha yung opportunity na i-enjoy siya. And then, nabanggit ni Mary na ganoon din pala sa Ateneo. Merong course na once a year lang ina-offer. Sa semester na yon walang professor. So, you will have to wait another year to take that course. So, nakaladder program ako pero naghihintay ako ng isa or dalawang taon para i-offer lang yung isang course. At pag in-offer siya, magkukonflict siya sa schedule ng isa pang course na kailangan kong kunin na once a year din i-offer. So you have to make your choice and once you make your choice, you have to wait for another year para makuha yung course na hindi mo kinuha. When I'm in class, okay, ang pakiramdam ko, sige, discuss tayo. Pero when I think about yung ginagawa ko at saka yung taon na bibilang, nahihintayin ko para dun sa isang course na hindi ko nakuha, that really gives me a hard time. So it's it's really a struggle. Mary, one uh, flashbulb memory of your time in Macau. The thing is, when I got to Macau, challenging magkaroon ng very good high achiever professor. It's not like he was pushing me, but by just being him, and I was constantly, Nako, di ko pa natatapos to. I was constantly not wanting to submit my draft because I feel like hindi siya up to standard. Parang ganon. Parang hindi siya external obstacles in a way. But it was kind of like an obstacle that I was setting myself 
just because I was in that position na yun lang yung responsibility ko pero parang di ko naaabot yung standard na I think was required at that level. So sobrang bagal ko na there was a time yun nga na parang ang dami ko nang binasa and then I started doubting my entire thesis topic. Na parang at some point sabi ni Prof, stop reading! Write what you want. Kahit ano, magsubmit ka, Mary. <laughs> magsubmit ka ng draft kahit anong meron ka. Parang ganon. Yun nga, parang it was more of an internal struggle. It was the, parang the devil inside me. It wasn't an external na challenge, but it was more of internal struggle talaga siya. I think it comes with that overachieving setting, in a way. Ang magagaling kasama ko, yun nga, I think you might have mentioned before, yung parang imposter syndrome. <laughs> Na parang ang gagaling nila, ako hindi, do I really belong here? Parang ganon. Parang mali yata na nandito ako. Ang mahalaga is napagtagumpayan natin yon no? And darin yes. very soon. Matatapos din yan, pre. Kapit lang. Kapit lang. Okay. Closing words na darin. Nagpapasalamat kami sa'yo ni Rene Mary for being here. It was very nice to learn your experiences and also uh, makita namin din yung sarili namin sa pinagdadaanan mo, yung similarities and differences of having PhD here and PhD abroad. And discussing all these things about the problems in our system na sana tayo ngayon ay maging part ng solution. And I hope magiging rosy naman ang future ng ng uh, graduate programs ng psychology sa Philippines kasi alam ko na hindi lang tayo yung uh, ganito yung mga naiisip. And maybe we will be a slightly better mentor than our previous selves. Hopefully, at yung mga magiging estudyante naman natin uh, will be better mentors than us. And then probably yung ating academic psychology will be able to catch up and to make its own achievements sa, sa future. So, Mary, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ten. Thank you, Mary. Ang dami ko ng realizations listening to you. So, thank you so much for this opportunity. So, that's it. Uh, thank you very much for listening uh, and we will see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.